Welcome back to One Shot, One Quill. I'm your host, Spencer. With me is a co-host, and also host. I should stop putting titles in front of it. Let me try this again, Ben. Can I do that? Would you allow me that time? Mm, I guess. All right. Um, how about... Welcome back to One Shot, One Quill. I'm Spencer. The... Sorry, I don't mean to. It's... I've heard uh, from a fellow podcasting pro, you're not supposed to say welcome back because then new listeners don't feel like they're, you know, part of it. They feel like they're missing out on something. So I'm no. going to I'm going to go back to the. Let, let, let me try back, everybody, and welcome to our show. It's called One Shot, One Quill. I like that one. I think that one was nice and mm -hmm. neutral. Just back. Yeah. Back, everybody. Yeah. Back, everybody. There's no That's... verb. There's no actually you could interpret that as like back everybody back or or it's uh, my new Kickstarter program back everybody back everybody a little bit to everybody on the platform yeah whatever you give to back everybody <laughs> we split that evenly among all twelve thousand campaigns anyway none of them have been successful thus far and none no of them ever will no be. not even the cheap ones not even like the twenty dollar ones it's mm -hmm. yeah it's been tough uh, anyway if you are done going to backeverybody.com. Uh, this is One Shot, One Quill. It is a podcast in which you and I brainstorm a podcast, brainstorm a podcast, brainstorm a one shot based off of listener suggestions for prompts and items. And then we roll dice and we pick them out at random and then mission mash them together. When do we come up with a podcast, though? Because I was thinking we could do a mix of This American Life and Cereal. <laughs> That's in the after show. You've got to... Okay. Okay. <laughs> like after the theme's done? Stick around, folks. It's yeah. coming. That's the after show that we are going to uh, campaign for on uh, Back, Back Everybody. everybody. <laughs> so it's probably not going to happen. This week, there are four premises to choose from. The coffers runneth over. Uh, four. All of the animals, including insects in a village, have suddenly developed the ability to speak common. No one in the village is able to sleep due to the constant chatter, particularly due to the persistent terrified screams of prey animals. That comes I've, from Brittany. Thank you, Brittany. I get that the terrified screams of prey animals would be, you know, something that might keep you up at night. But I think that the far bigger sound is going to be the amount of insects and birds and just everything else that in the middle of the night is sitting out there yelling fuck me fuck me <laughs> just occasionally you'll get the terrified screams of <laughs> some prey animal as caught and killed everything Dude, this is a real curse can you imagine trying to do livestock auctions what i was thinking spencer was that this was <laughs> the part of the plot that they absolutely just skipped over in the Dr. Doolittle movies. Yeah, I think everything that story was too cowardly to portray. <laughs> I, this is Dr. Doolittle, but the part of the movie that they cut out where she's walking around and just having to hear all of the terrible ways animals are being treated by other animals. Was there a Dr. Doolittle reboot with a female protagonist? Because I, <laughs> I was only aware of Eddie Murphy's role. I bet there was i've never okay. seen the movies you took a shot in the dark and forgot eddie murphy played dr doolittle all right I'm no we're all sure good there was a female one but whatever no sure uh, it was right there with ghostbusters mm -hmm. we have two items this week to complement this uh yeah let's uh one no that's not on the list no <laughs> what number one rubber ducky of assimilation 
This magic item is made of rubber and resembles a bright yellow duck. Is there any more to that? Oh yeah, there is. The duck has a smiling expression on its face. No matter where this duck is placed or what it is placed in, I almost said what is placed in it, it will appear in its owner's bag in 1d4 hours. The owner will never notice its reappearance, even if their bag is carefully being watched. What's What's the assimilating part of that? assimilating with your belongings. Uh, thank you, Brittany, for that item. Could I could I strap a knife to it and like throw the knife and then get the knife and the duck back? Yeah, but the thing is, is it's never going to be when you're expecting it. It's like a, it's like a watched pot, Ben. It's, it's never going to boil. You know, you're never going to get the knife that you attach to your rubber duck of assimilation back when you need it. It's going to be long after you stopped waiting. <sighs> I guess you could sell it, though. Yes, you could just get infinite money. You sell this rubber duck to someone, and the next thing you know, it's back on you. And you've got a very mad shopkeeper. But what if they have gold coins of assimilation? Mmm. You know, he's going to mm. watch out God. for that. Yeah, who's, <laughs> then who's the bad guy there? <laughs> Everyone. Really, that's a match made in heaven, actually, because then you come back for vengeance on each other and you find out you have a lot in common. You, both of your parents... Uh, we're far more interested in business than raising a child. And that's why you never really could get into Christmas. This reminds me of The Wolf on Wall Street, a movie <laughs> I've definitely seen. Ben, item number two is going to be transmutation smoke bombs. Can, we could get to that. Did you say Wolf on Wall Street? <laughs> yeah, Ben. The Wolf on Wall Street. Uh, I where think two you people find movies. love. Because they can't leave their office because there's a wolf roaming around on Wall Street. It's not safe to go outside. Yeah, I definitely watched a different movie. Uh, Tell me more about this fog. Transmutation smoke bombs that can envelop a city like a massive fog. And then at the command of the user, everything within said fog or smoke cloud becomes petrified. Just like a basilisk's ability just turned straight to stone. This is an item that I don't think which goes against the grain of the show. It's an item that I don't think is meant for players to actually have. This seems mm. like a seems like a villain's tool. I do I we we've had plenty of things where the magic item is a villain's tool. I, I don't know who possibly could be the villain. Hmm. I mean that's the thing is it really I think a lot of these prompts lead us to okay, we have a lot of issues at play here. We have a Pompeii city now thanks to these transmutation smoke bombs. We have a a <laughs> we have all of the animals, including the insects in a village that have suddenly developed the ability to speak and are constantly horny and terrified. <clears throat> and we have a benign rubber duck. Hmm. The mind truly boggles to relate <laughs> any of these three things. I mean, we're what, 38 episodes in now? Uh-huh. I, I I don't think there's been a single harder concoction for us. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the only thing that I could even begin to think of is maybe like the town is all petrified and the animals are still fine and yelling in common and the town literally petrified itself because they were so tired of listening to these animals. But I don't know uh, how you fit that into an adventure. And I definitely don't know how you put the rubber duck in that one. What if we have an entertainer persona of the village, uh, a, a wacky jester who just wants to kind of make life into a play at all times? 
but he's not taken seriously by anybody. In fact, he's sort of the blight of the village. Everyone sort of laughs at him, if not constantly irritated with him. And so he, by a series of accidents, stumbles into massive sorcerer powers, you know, some draconic bloodline, whatever the hell, um, and gains inexplicably overnight these almost demigod powers and starts using them for <laughs> the purposes of turning life into a show. The first thing he does is he he manages to make all of the insects and animals talk and sing along with him, unaware of the repercussions that's going to have, uh, like <laughs> them screaming all the time. <laughs> and then when people really still don't pay attention to him, I think he has this control freak moment uh, and and turns everyone to petrifies everyone, turns them all to stone um, to have a nice, patient, quiet, obedient audience. I, I would assume they just stumble upon this village or they're sent to this village for some reason. Maybe someone's like, maybe it's like the, you know, ah, my daughter went out to... Uh, deliver a shipment to stone people village which is very unfortunate real nominative determinism uh but uh you know my daughter went out there to deliver something and she hasn't been back can you go check it out and then they show up and everyone's stone everyone is stone everyone is stone and all the animals are constantly yelling i think would you think some of the animals get petrified by this too though especially with the pitch you had it's like the animals are part of the show exactly that's no that's actually a really good point that's a good point okay so yeah we would still have all the talking animals and everything that roam about and we've got all these pompeii statue people in the middle of their day-to-day uh i think you've got a, a bunch of people who are just caught in like ears clamped over their heads kind of things mm. um you've got a. uh, uh the delivery person maybe like in the in the center of town or like having just opened the tavern door maybe uh with that package right underneath her arm i think that's something we could also for the sake of the story or for the sake of kind of moving the plot forward we could take the package she was holding have it clearly be missing and who who is it going to be in the possession of but the big bad jester mm mm-hmm. I think the yeah. jester shows up and is maybe going to try and coax the party into sitting and watching his performance at first, mm. right? I mean, yeah, I think so. I'm trying to think of ways that this becomes a matter of choice or I we mean, have skill checks and shit. Like if you participate and follow along with his audience participation, kind of like our Witchlight episode, that lends its hand to yeah. all sorts maybe, of shit. Maybe this is like... Uh, you know, some sort of curse you're dispelling. If you can get through the show with all of his audience participation challenges and all that, then it's like, ah, all the things that he had done to make this show work. Now the animals have stopped talking and the people have stopped being petrified because the show is over. I'm thinking the guy, the jester can selectively break people out of it under the guise of like, if you can be good, you can stay out of this. And so you've got like, you know, a villager or two who are just kind of panic stricken quietly like play along and maybe they're one of the first people that snaps you know they they try and run away or something and the jester demonstrates by petrifying them almost instantly uh, mm-hmm. that he is in fact the one that kind of ruined this whole village and he's a mad tyrant that yeah. kind of i think is going to put the party in a position to 
more than likely go along with it or know the consequences. Spencer, you know what I just want to add here? Uh, I know we're all for choice, but something I think would be fun. You know how the Nilbog has that little ability that keeps people from attacking it? Yes. I, I think this Jester also has that ability. I think so, too. I think so, too. You can't just stabby stab this one. No, you can't. You really can't. Mm -hmm. And so I guess the element becomes if you can't stab him, you have to potentially get him to hurt himself. Yeah, if you can get him to uh, petrify himself somehow. That would be huge. I don't know how you would do that. Well, he has to do it with these little smoke bombs. Oh. Uh, we can we can scale it back a little bit and say that he's got, you know, the ones that were big enough to do it to the whole town. But mm. I think also if he's got little, you know, you know, like the snappers that you just throw at people's feet on Fourth of July. Yeah, it's just I think he's just got those that can also do it to individual people. Um, And maybe if you can, I don't know, get a monk to deflect projectile. <laughs> 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 that could be something. Uh, if you befriend him get him to see the error of his ways why don't we have that angle more in media i mean uh, that's the secret angle for every villain in any sort of dungeons and dragons uh story though is what if you just talk him out of it have we thoroughly addressed what the duck's doing no is it part of just a magic act like you can I, i mean it's something that he clearly made this uh jester uh why i don't know magic act sounds like a thing it's purpose in the story i couldn't tell you if he's kind of modeled after a nilbog do you think he's got a a sudden ego about him like maybe the audience participation shit is to like put on a fun stage play in his honor yeah and like he gives them the lead-up sentence of like will you naturally remember the time that i went to so-and-so and the party has to then just kind of work off of that if you want to subject your group to improv theater, forcibly, <laughs> run this one, Sean. Or if you want to petrify them and force them to sit through your improv theater. Even better. So what mm. do we name it then? Um, hmm. Yes, and you're now a statue. <laughs> it's such a bad name. That's the worst. <laughs> uh the PCB theater, uh Petrified Citizens Brigade. <laughs> I like Petrified Citizens Brigade. That's funny. I like that one. Okay, thank you for listening to another episode of One Shot One Quill. Uh Ben, is there anybody you would like to thank this week? Yes, uh off the bat, I would like to thank Morgan the Bard for our theme song, Alatavera del Gulier, off the album Lost in Time. If you Google those three things, you will find it. Um, I would also like to thank those that have sent in suggestions to the show. If you wish to do that and you don't have Spencer's phone number, you can do so by uh, contacting us on Twitter at dndpod. That is dndpod. You can DM us or tag us. We can see both of them, and we will. Would also like to thank people who who have rated and reviewed us on iTunes. Uh, if you would like to do that, we really appreciate it. Go get your COVID booster. Ooh, do go get your COVID booster. Wear your seatbelts. Maybe that's my new thing. Maybe I'm going to give general good advice at the end of episodes now. (laughs) Spay and neuter your pets. This is going to be my new thing. It's a new me. 